Carol Masser. Four years ago, Bloomberg Businessweek published a story about the preposterous business success story of Mike Lindell, who went from crack addict to America's pillow king. At the time, the CEO of MyPillow had just met the newly elected President Trump. Lindell's story has only grown wilder since then. One of the most unwavering of Trump loyalists, he became a regular on right-wing TV and at the president's rallies. And when the Trump administration's refusal to accept the 2020 election results finally crumbled in the days after the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, Lindell was one of the last men standing in support. He was even photographed exiting the White House holding notes that seemed to advocate martial law. Lindell's problems seemed to abound, with retailers now refusing to carry his pillows and Dominion voting systems threatening him with a defamation suit. And yet when Bloomberg Businessweek recently spoke with him again, Lindell made clear he's nowhere near done trying to convince the world about the supposed election fraud that foiled Trump's re-election. And he also had a few things to say about that photograph, vaccines, and, well, pillow sales. Your data is a powerful competitive advantage, and the Splunk Data to Everything platform can help you turn that data into successful outcomes across your entire organization. Learn more at Splunk.com everything. Never rest. Laugh at him. Shun his business. Sue him. The Pillow King won't stop his bizarre quest to prove Donald Trump was cheated. By Josh Dean. A typical person would be mortified to get caught on camera outside the Oval Office, clutching notes that seem to suggest martial law as a way to help overturn a presidential election. For Mike Lindell, it was a blessing. Possibly the best thing that had happened to the founder and chief executive officer of MyPillow in the challenging days since Donald Trump, the candidate he'd fervently supported for the past four-odd years, lost the election and his job. Oh, this is great, Lindell told me by phone in late January from an undisclosed location that later turned out to be Texas. That was a miracle that they took that picture. Now, all of a sudden, all the media is coming to me. Nobody came to me before because they didn't want me to say the truth. That truth being Lindell's opinion, evidence-defying conviction is more like it, that the November 3rd election of President Joe Biden wasn't a true and fair result. Biden, Lindell asserts, is not our real president and is in the Oval today only because of many injustices, including, but not limited to, voting by dead people, voting by illegal immigrants, voting by minors, late-night dumps of ballots printed in China and smuggled into Georgia, and the one he really can't abide, the hacking of machines from Dominion voting systems. China did this, along with four other countries, he said. You had China, a little bit of Russia, you had Iran. I can't remember the other two. It might have been Iraq. To state the obvious, none of this has been proved anywhere. Lindell has been among the most unwavering of Trump loyalists since the fall of 2016, when he met the then-candidate at a campaign stop in Minnesota, home base of my pillow, and decided this reality TV star was the best man to lead America. That encounter occurred just a month or two before I met Lindell on assignment for this magazine. In fact, the day I arrived at my pillow HQ, Lindell had just returned from a Trump election night party in New York, and was proudly displaying a photo of himself with the president-elect and Mike Pence taken at that event. As I wrote at the time, 
Lindell looked in the photo like a man who couldn't believe his luck. This seemed, back then, as if it would be a quirky footnote in Lindell's colorful biography. After all, I'd traveled to Minnesota to chronicle his bizarre life story, his rise from near-death crackhead to wildly successful pillow salesman, most famous for starring in his own ubiquitous ads. If you watched late-night TV or listened to the radio, you knew Mike Lindell and his magical pillow. But as the story revealed, you probably didn't know the half of it. I hadn't thought a lot about Lindell in the years since, except when people would send me clips about him, often in the context of Trump. But his encounter with the future president changed the trajectory of his life. He became a regular on right-wing TV and at Trump rallies, always there with a smile as wide as his mustache to salute his man. And when the Trump administration's refusal to accept the 2020 election results finally crumbled in the days after the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, Lindell was one of the last men standing in support. This made him, in the waning days of January, a go-to call for journalists looking for a final toke on the Trump news crackpipe. When I finally reached him at 9 p.m. on the day after Biden's inauguration, our talk had been pushed back three times because of the volume of calls from reporters. It's ridiculous, the media, Lindell said, having just shoveled down his first meal of the day. Nonstop interviews, podcasts, TV shows, for four days from morning till night. The latest volley of calls had been sparked by another surprise news hit that very day. England's Daily Mail newspaper was reporting the end of an unlikely romance between the My Pillow guy and actress Jane Krakowski of 30 Rock fame. I have to say it was one of the weirdest and most surprising gossip headlines I'd ever read. Lindell quickly dismissed the rumor of any romance, as has Krakowski. He called it a hit piece about some actress I'd never met before in my life. They made it up, so I'm suing them. This was no bluff. A day later, Lindell hired Charles Harder, defamation lawyer of choice for aggrieved conservatives, perhaps you remember him as the lawyer who helped kill Gawker Media, to file suit against a notorious gossip rag for asserting that he, a single man, had been dating an attractive woman who is also single. For my evangelical platform, that's defamation. Lindell, who says he's a devout Christian, explained. And he suspects it was a plant. I think they put it out to push the story of me going after the Dominion machines and after the fraud, because now it pushed everything down. This was the crux of it. Lindell's assertion is that the story was concocted by enemies to push his election fraud allegations further down the results pages when people search his name. But Lindell had far bigger problems than some arguably flattering gossip, his increasingly loud campaign to convince the world about election fraud was blowing back on his empire. In early January, eight big-box retailers, including Kohl's and Bed Bath & Beyond, dropped My Pillow from their stores. Just bury Mike's company and bury him, Lindell snipped. Put his 2,500 employees out in the street. And an even bigger danger was looming. Dominion Voting Systems had just threatened him with a defamation suit. You have positioned yourself as a prominent leader of the ongoing misinformation campaign, the letter said. Litigation regarding these issues is imminent. Dominion had already sued Trump lawyer Sidney Powell, and a couple of days after we talked, the company sued Rudy Giuliani. The letter probably didn't have the effect its drafters hoped for. Lindell doubled down. 
It was like a mafia letter, Lindell told me. You have been warned. And I'm going, warned of what? They dropped that letter because I met with these investigative journalists that found all this evidence. Lindell was talking about two writers for a website called The American Report, which has a history of trafficking in conspiracy theories. These writers claim to have forensic proof, in Lindell's words, of Dominion machines being hacked to manipulate results in Biden's favor. I told Dominion, I said, sue me, then we get the evidence out there quicker. Defamation suits can be devastating. A decision in Dominion's favor could destroy my pillow. Lindell said he wasn't worried. They don't want to do a lawsuit against me because they know we have all the evidence. If you do a lawsuit, you have to be deposed. You have to have discovery. And I would not have gone out there if I wasn't 100% sure. When I saw the president, I said, Mr. President, I know I only have a few minutes, but I'm telling you everything I have in this world, every person I know, my business, everything, I will put it all on the line if I'm wrong. That's why I'm all in. I don't care about any lawsuit. This is for our country and for humanity. It wouldn't have occurred to me in a million years that I'd be talking to Mike Lindell about voting machines or election fraud or really anything other than extensions of the MyPillow line. I knew, four years ago, that this was an unusual man, certainly among entrepreneurs who built nine-figure businesses. I knew he was brash and reactive and completely without guardrails, but I certainly never could have imagined that the next time we talked, he'd be trying to undermine a presidential election. Most CEOs are careful by nature. They do everything possible to avoid landmines. Lindell just leaps into minefields, and so far, he hasn't blown up. His agitation on behalf of Trump has actually helped my pillow, he said, though that isn't why he's doing it. Business is up so much the last week that we've had to keep hiring people, Lindell said. His factories were adding shifts to meet the demand from fans of my pillow and, presumably, the former president, the kinds of consumers who get outraged by cancel culture and show their disapproval by buying pillows as an act of revenge. We're so busy right now because of all these attacks. Lindell is used to this dance. This wasn't his first bout with bad press, or even his first bout with bad press at the White House. Perhaps you recall the coronavirus briefing last spring, at which Lindell appeared to talk about how my pillow was ramping up production of masks to help fill a national shortage. Then he went off script. God gave us grace on November 8, 2016, to change the course we were on, Lindell said. A nation had turned its back on God. I encourage you to use this time at home to get back in the Word. Read our Bible. I did not know he was going to do that, Trump commented. But he's a friend of mine, and I appreciate it. When I did that, our business went up about fourfold, Lindell told me. But now this last week pushed it up to a new level. It just keeps getting busier because the public knows that this is all just an attack. And they go, why are they attacking him when he's trying to tell everyone that there's machine fraud and we should never ever use machines again in an election? This is the sole focus of Mike Lindell's life now in post-Trump America, to prove to the world that the election was illegitimate and that the main culprit was comprised voting machines. Since November 4th, not one waking hour have I not been focused on the election fraud, he said. I have put in over $2 million of my own money into helping out different people throughout the country, supporting them both with resources and my time. So who's running my pillow? The company, he said, is in capable hands. His son Darren is at the helm.
Lindell said that for basically the whole last year, he's been away from day-to-day operations of the company he founded. When they have problems, they give me a call. Speculation had been rampant in Minnesota that Lindell would run for governor. He was seriously considering it, but now he had doubts. This case against Dominion had become a crusade, and if he can't win it, he has no interest in running for any office. I would never even think of running until these machines are never used again anywhere in the world, he told me. Lindell was already extremely sure of the fraud, but claims that his smoking gun arrived in early January, when those writers reached him. Also, another guy came to me, and he's a mathematics cyber forensic expert. I've never seen a genius like that in math, and he validated what these other people have. Basically, Lindell's story is this. These machines had algorithms built in to count every Biden vote as 1.2 votes and every Trump vote as four-fifths of one. This would be provable, he insists, but no one was allowed into those machines. That said, he claims that if you were able to fix the algorithms to deliver a true result, the actual count was 79,800,000 for Donald Trump, 68,200,000 for Biden. But that doesn't count all the other stuff. You had 8,000 dead people that voted. You had the 6,000 minors, 12,000 people that didn't live in Georgia that voted, 6,000 people that voted twice. Again, none of this has been proved. Lindell makes plenty of assertions like this about Georgia and Arizona and Nevada and Pennsylvania and even about his home state, Minnesota, where no one has contested the result, except Mike Lindell. I would encourage any journalist who plans to discuss this subject with Lindell to clear the calendar. You're going to want some time. The various threads get confusing, and when Lindell talks about them, he does so furiously. It's difficult to take notes, let alone get questions in. Not because Lindell won't answer them. The man is an open book. But because having this discussion is like standing in front of a fire hose— It's overwhelming, and the sheer mania of it all blurs the seriousness of what he's proposing, that we remove a sitting president and reinstall Donald Trump? It's the biggest heist in the history of the world, and the biggest crime against humanity, because these are communists that did this, Lindell said. Hold on a second, I said. What about the courts? At last count, Trump's lawyers had won just one of 62 legal challenges— some of them in front of Trump-appointed judges. These judges, Lindell said, refused to look at the real evidence. They just couldn't handle the truth. I'll tell you this, when this evidence gets before the Supreme Court, he said, referring to the forensic cyber evidence from the American report, when those nine justices, if they look at it, because Chief Justice John Roberts is compromised, but if they do look at it, It is so blatant that they're all nine going to raise their hand and go, wow, we were attacked by China and all this. The media, Lindell said, just won't show this evidence. And social media sites won't either. Twitter had been flagging Lindell's tweets for weeks and shut down his account finally on January 26th. So it's up to him. They're trying to suppress this, but it will come out. You can't keep this down, and I got a big mouth. You do like to talk, I replied. I'm just so excited. Finally, I brought the conversation back to the White House photo. If the evidence is so clear, then why, on the day that infamous martial law shot was taken, did then-President Trump not jump at it? First, Lindell would like to correct the record. The martial law thing, he says that wasn't him. A friend, 
a lawyer he wouldn't name, gave him some papers to give to Trump. Those papers, which he says he hadn't even read, included the martial law thing, plus a note about a new CIA boss. Lindell's contribution was his new evidence, boiled down to four pages. So I go in there with these four pages, and I go, Mr. President, this is the smoking gun. The machine fraud is real. I have done my own tests. I said, I would bet everything I have in this world that this is 100% accurate. He'd been promised only five minutes, and when that was up, a staffer took him upstairs to the lawyers to show them the papers. The lawyers took the papers, disappeared for a few minutes, and then sent Lindell back downstairs with the papers to wait. Again. They said it'll be about ten minutes. Shortly thereafter, someone clarified, it would actually be two hours, or possibly more. Lindell got the hint and was ruffled. I said, this is a matter of national security. I'm going to wait here until the president says that I'm supposed to go. That's when I went outside to make a phone call and the picture was taken. Finally, he was shown back inside to see some underling lawyers who listened for 10 minutes. It was like talking to the wall. When, he asked them, could he see the president to discuss this evidence? There would be no additional time. So I left. And then about two hours later, I find out that that guy with the telescopic lens took that thing where it says insurrection or martial law. So then it's just, Mike Lindell wants martial law. For one thing, I don't even know what all it entails. For another thing, that wasn't my sheet. On the plus side, the photo sparked the media circus that's still chugging along. I'm finding out every media person has my phone number. And when the Dominion letter hit the news, they just kept calling. You tell Dominion to get this lawsuit started, Lindell said he told them. I welcome that. I get to show my side to the public. Let's do it on national TV. The conviction with which Lindell stands behind the machine fraud is the same conviction with which he stands behind the botanical extract oleandrin, which he peddles as a preventer of COVID-19 infections, and the same conviction with which he stands behind the former president. I'm not going to go jeopardize my reputation, my word, if I'm only 99% sure. If I would have never met Donald Trump, I wouldn't have went 100% all in. I might have went in 90%. Then I met him. I'm going, well, this is it. I believe in it 100%. I believe in him, and I'm going all in. But what, I asked him, if this fails? What if no one ever believes him, or worse, if he's sued and loses? At what point would Mike Lindell decide he's had enough? I'll never quit, he replied. So if I have to go door to door and show people, I will get it out there. I'm very optimistic, and I'm very persistent, Josh, and it's going to reveal itself, and I'm not backing down ever. He's also, by the way, not getting the COVID vaccine. Are you kidding me? I've heard there are horrific things in there. This is a joke. And then they introduce a new virus anyway. They'll just keep introducing new ones. Anyway, he said, he has his own cure. I take my oleander every day. I've been in crowds, my employees that take it, thousands of people taking this. You don't get it. And if you do get it, you're sick for two days at the most. So why would I take it when the cure has been here? Look it up on your online there. Get yourself some. I'll ship you some. Then you don't have to take anything. I mean, you don't need to take this vaccine. It's all big pharma crap. Maybe so, I replied, but I'm getting the shot. Lindell took that in. You go ahead, and I'll pray for you that you're the one that doesn't die. 
And that's one of the stories in the magazine this week. Find more in the current issue of Bloomberg Business Week. It is on newsstands, online at Bloomberg.com and on the Bloomberg Terminal. And be sure to listen, too, to our Bloomberg Business Week radio show. It airs live Monday through Friday at 2 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio with myself and Tim Stenovic of Bloomberg Quick Take. Watch us, too, on our daily broadcast on YouTube. Just search Bloomberg Global News. I'm Carol Masser. This is Bloomberg. Climate change is at the center of everything. Bloomberg Green is at the center of solving it. Backed by powerful data and a global newsroom, Bloomberg Green is focused on solutions and the greatest opportunity of our generation. Bloomberg Green, solutions for a changing climate. In partnership with GM and JLL, visit Bloomberg.com green.